females, I said God, I feel like God has made us like natural born detectives. Yeah. The intuition. Yes. I said, <laughs> we, you know, we don't always use it for the right things, but right. if we want to find out something, it doesn't take much mm-hmm. to put the pieces together. And it's like, oh yeah, girl. Um, like what you trying to figure out? <laughs> oh yeah, I do this. Or whether we making fake pages, we, we are, we are very quick. Not the fake pages I'm, though. Just being real. Just being real. We were very quick to find out information. So yeah. I implemented that in my candle research. I am creating a Patreon. A Patreon is essentially like an exclusive community supporters. Their fans, they come in one area and they get extra stuff. So I have three different tiers and it is a membership. So you have to pay a small fee per month to be a part of the Patreon. But what I am giving compared to what you have to pay per month, pennies compared to what I am giving. Please click the link in the description box. I am so, so, so excited. It's just gonna be so dope. If you like my free content now, baby, the Patreon. If you're on YouTube, you can see what I'm doing. But if you're listening on podcast, I'm basically saying like, it's just up a whole nother level. Get your water and keep some wine. I should have had some wine. With exposure, execution, and consistency, there is nothing you can't do. Just keep planting. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode on the Responsible Homegirl Podcast. I am Kiani, the Responsible Homegirl, and this is a space that I have created so young adults can become financially responsible and wealth conscious. So today on this episode of Think Like a Mogul, I have no other than Ebony Yes. For one, before we get started, y'all, let's get into the set. Because it's giving Oprah. Because we had to set it up. Okay, and the wine. <laughs> it's real sweet. So y'all know... I created Think Like a Mogul because I really wanted to highlight the greatness that we have in our own backyard. Mm -hmm. I feel like South Carolina is very slept on and it's easy for us to just be on social media and glamorizing what other people have going on in different areas. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to use the Responsible Homegirl as a way to share stories and then inspire more young adults to actually go after what it is that God put on their hearts or what they want to create. Yeah. So we're going to get into it. <laughs> so I always start off with asking my guests, can you tell me an irresponsible financial decision that you ever made? Oh, um, oh yes, yes. Um, when I first got started with business, I did not necessarily do my research about business credit, but I had somebody who told me that I needed to go ahead and get a business credit card mm-hmm. um, because I personally had great credit and it yeah. was like, yeah, this is how you build and um, go ahead and use it and I, don't, I think the intentions were great mm-hmm. but in the, in the moment I wasn't really thinking yeah. you know of course if you have great personal credit you think business credit is just the same right which it is however um, I legit I used everything that I had on that card uh-huh. and to this day I am still paying on it ooh okay yeah I haven't missed the payment it's just the fact of why right. and for what I was approved for, I was like, I could have done something else that would have just made way more sense mm-hmm. than, you know, decor and things that I can yeah. honestly just use my personal funds for. So, right. I'm business. I am building credit, but it's uh, not in the best way. Yeah, I get that. And I'm happy that you shared that story because I had a conversation with somebody else and we were talking about like 
the balance on your credit card, it continues to go up and up and yes. up because people don't pay attention to that interest. interest. Yes. So the interest just continues to compound. So mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that. You're paying and more hope, than you borrowed. Exactly. You're <laughs> paying way more money than what you actually borrowed. So um, credit, we want to use it to our benefit, not our detriment. Right. Yeah. It has, its, it has its uses, but make sure that you're like actually, you know, using it so it's not costing you. Yes. And... Don't be afraid to ask people what is it best to use it for. Yeah. You know? Because mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of people who's like, I couldn't even get it. You got it. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, but I didn't really. I'm so used to personal credit. But yeah. it's like, you didn't really, you know, lay this thing out. Like, what was the smartest move for what you got approved for? But, right. yeah, we live and we learn. Absolutely. <laughs> so, thank you for sharing that. And I always ask my guests to start off with that because um, the name of my brand, of course, is The Responsible Home Girl. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't arrive at being the responsible homegirl. Right. Like, I made plenty of irresponsible money, de- money decisions. And I just want everybody listening right now to know that even if you are making irresponsible money decisions, it is okay. Yeah. The first thing that you need to do is, one, recognize, and then, two, make the steps to move forward. Exactly. Yeah. So, now, let's get into this episode. So, Ebony, can you tell my community... How you grew up, what it is that you create, because we didn't even tell the people yet. So basically, like, just give us some background on, like I say, how you grew up and what kind of led you to your business that you built today. Okay, um, I'm from Georgetown, South Carolina. Um, not necessarily the town, county area, but from North Santee, which is a very small community. I always said we're in the cut where there's no reception and service, and you got to travel 25 minutes to get to Walmart. Um, but that's like that's the area that I grew up in. Um, I grew up in a two-parent home, so I had a lot of support. Um, and I've always been like the child who wanted to make people feel better, mm-hmm. per se. I had no idea it had anything to do with my future, but right. I was a very weird kid. I would go um, <laughs> massage my aunts and uncles and grandparents' feet and I love tell that. them it's $5. Well, I think it was $10 <laughs> for feet and like $5 for their hands. You know, in my mind, I'm making you feel better, but business is business, you know. Give you me the money. <laughs> Pay me something, but I've always had a desire. Anytime somebody wasn't feeling well, it's like I need to come up with a solution. Mm-hmm. Um, so after going through high school, I'm also very creative, mm-hmm. and I remember saying I want to be a fashion designer, and I just wanted to be in the arts, and which is there's nothing wrong with that. And my dad was like, "Okay, that's great, and you can do anything you want to do, mm-hmm. um, but I want you to do some research on how fast it is to elevate in a field like that." And I hit a stumbling block. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, this is like before entrepreneurship was the thing, booming the right. way it is. Um, so it was like, be realistic and just come up with a plan B of something that you can grow quick in. Yeah. Um, so with my love for wanting to help people, I kind of tapped into athletic training. Okay. Um, I interned in that for like, I believe, two years uh, upon graduating from high school. And that's actually what I went to school with. Wow. Um, for. And then my senior year in college arrived and I realized, yeah, no. Um, I started tapping out again Mm -hmm. um, when it was time to create plans for individuals and trust that they would do it because my question was okay if I do all of this and I teach you and I tell you what you need to do and you don't follow through your body is not going to improve right it means nothing exactly so I have like this controlling side and I realized that I was more in tune with the hands-on component of things right which is why I kind of drifted off into massage therapy which Mm -hmm. still had a lot to do with the human body um, so that's, uh, I got my bachelor's in kinesiology, okay. and then I went straight to massage therapy school. 
I worked for a resort for two years and then um, a lot happened with my, my neck injury and that's kind of how we went from massage therapy to candles and mm-hmm. self-care products. So uh, Escape Haven and Company is a brand that carries self-care essentials such as products like candles and body butters and room sprays. Um, and then the day spa for the people who knew me told me I, could, I had to add that on. Mm. So now we just are, it's two sister businesses where product and services both promote self-care. I love that so much. Yeah. So a lot that I want to unpack there. So the first thing you said, like your parents, they were super supportive, but mm-hmm. like your dad kind of told you to be realistic. How did you feel about that? Like, do you feel like it pushed you in this direction or did that kind of like discourage you from going after what it is that you really wanted to do? It actually didn't um, mm-hmm. because it wasn't like a rash decision. Like my dad had a conversation with me when I was like a sophomore in high school. I still had two years to, he really was like, I just want you to take time to ponder your thoughts. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't even like whatever I came up with had to be my plan A. Like they still would have supported me if my plan A was arts, Mm -hmm. but it was like, just make sure you have a plan B of of something to fall on. So during that time, um, I just really paid attention to what else do I fully enjoy? I have never been a person to work. Um, and something that was just because it was good money. I yeah. have to enjoy everything I do. Which Absolutely. Which is probably why I ended up in entrepreneurship so fast. Mm-hmm. I have to enjoy it because if I feel like I'm just working out of obligation, I tap out. Yeah. I Let's, tap out. Yeah. And another thing that I want to point out in your story, you said after college, I mean, you studied kinesiology. Mm-hmm. Then right after college, you went to massage therapy school. Yes. So what gave you that desire to say, oh, I want to do, like, I know you said something about a neck injury, but, like, give mm-hmm. me the story behind behind that. Well, they weren't necessarily drastically different. Mm-hmm. Um, kinesiology is very broad. Um, for those who may not know what the heck I'm talking about, <laughs> um, that just means the study of the human body. So physical therapy falls under that occupational therapy, um, uh, sports psychology, okay, all of that falls under kinesiology in some way. It's just very broad. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're forced to pick a specific path. Uh. Um, and like I said, the things that kind of got my adrenaline going was when we would be taping or treating with our the hands on. Touch you. Sorry, <laughs> well, <laughs> you're fine. with our hands. So yeah. it's like, well, out of everything, if you actually, because in physical therapy, I can't touch. It's just you do this, mm. you do that. And I'm just a hands-on person. So, like, massage therapy was, like, the only thing um, that kind of was the light bulb that fit within what I had already learned. Yeah. Um, And then I also felt like there was a lot of flexibility that I could do with it, whether I was working for somebody or working for myself. Yeah. And let's get into just the level of self-awareness that you had (laughs) at that young age because a lot of people, they don't know. Um, And I feel like even with me right now, like, I just released my planners, and they were handmade. I need one. But, okay, I got okay. you. But I realized that I don't like handmade stuff. Like, I just don't. I'm like, I need to monetize my mind. Mm-hmm. Because although I learned a lot throughout the handmade process, patience being one of them, um, it's just not something that I enjoy. Yeah. And I feel like throughout your journey, you're going to figure out what it is that you like, what you don't like, and what uh-huh. you can see yourself building for the long and term. And then some things change. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, what I started 
doing like at this point I'm like I'm not doing it so like for an example <laughs> we are speaking highly about massage therapy because that's really what put the smoke under my your feet but yeah. as of January 2022 I retired from massage therapy mm. so people like well that's like the main yeah but my season for that to me is over because yeah. I have to tap into something else so like I literally only massage my VIP clients who mm-hmm. has been with me um and it's more of I treat these clients I yeah. still have a team but I'm not necessarily so in. Yeah, your focus so, isn't really. On yeah, that. so it changes, and like like you said, self awareness. Mm-hmm. I always feel like if there is something, I I listen very closely to myself. Yeah, and I, I feel like we know ourselves. So if you are agitated <laughs> by something, and yes, we may just say, "Well, I'm just having a day," or "It's just getting on my nerves," or "It's just the person," or "It's just yeah." But if it's consistently like nagging at you. Mm-hmm. When that happens to me, I dive deeper. Yeah. And it's like, okay, why is this, why was something you love now like a headache? Or mm-hmm. why is it not enjoyable? We cannot provide great service if the one thing we're doing is no longer enjoyable to you. To me, I can't. It's not yeah. the same. And that energy that you're putting out exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. You're um, not going to be able to give your best. And I feel like you're supposed to give people your best. So if you're tapping out, yeah. you, she needs to make some changes. Absolutely. And something that you said that was so key, you dive deeper. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people, they try to run away from it, whatever that is, run away from that uncomfortability, that fear, mm-hmm. when you should be confronting it and figuring out, why. like, why. Yes. <sighs> Y'all, this is good already. Oh, my God. So good. So good. So, now, bring me up to speed. You leave massage therapy school. Mm-hmm. Did you initially, well, no, you say you worked two years um, for a resort. Mm-hmm. So, what made you kind of, like, pivot into starting your own business? Okay. And then, how did you grow it? Um, I've always somewhat knew I would be my own boss. I know that's how we used to word it back mm-hmm. then. Um, so even when I got that great job, I went in there. Of course, I didn't say it on my interview, but <laughs> within like the first month, I always stated, hey, I'm here to learn because this is what I want to do for myself. So I never started a company with them having this mindset that they were going to have me for 10 years. Right. And it was like, I'm going to be the best employee you have, but I have so much goals for myself. This is just part of my training ground yeah um now the way that it flowed I did not expect to have a major neck injury I did not expect um to not be able to perform at massage therapy for three months or be told that you need to consider another career because your body is not okay with it anymore Mm -hmm. um so of course a lot of drastic things happened that kind of speeded up the process yeah um you know no, you have jobs. You you learn the good. You learn the bad. You are mistreated. You learn so much. Yeah. Um. So just during that process, and I remember I have a really great. Well, I feel like I talk to God. God is like my. He is my homeboy. I feel like God is. He's funny. He is petty. He <laughs> is. It just depends on what your relationship. The is relationship. With yeah. Um, so for me, God is like. Sometimes we have moments, and I'm like, okay. So when I, like, how you said, I started getting aggravated. And it's like every day was just one thing after the other. Mm -hmm. My friends was like, how can you work in a spa? And it's not relaxing. It's a Mm. spa. It was the most drama-filled job ever. And it's a spa. Like, the music is playing and the lights are dim. And there's just so much happening. Mm -hmm. Like, drastic stuff. (laughs) And I prayed. And I was like, Lord, about to tap out. 
And he told me, he was like, you cannot leave until your assignment is fulfilled. Mm. So I had to pray about what was that assignment. And it had something to do with confronting some things and stating things that needed to be in place before I left. With yourself or the business? With the company. Okay. Um, with the department, with employees. And I'm like, this is, I'm, first of all, I'm not a manager, so who am I <laughs> to tell other people, hey, you need to be cautious of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of how I grew so fast in the company, people mm-hmm. listened. Yeah. Um, even when it came down to knowing how to communicate to your staff. I didn't know I was going to have staff one day. But Talk about there was just it. so much to learn. And I remember my last week of just communicating that in the most simplest way or the nicest way as possible mm-hmm. and then once I did it it was like you're free to go mm-hmm. so like to this day like if I ever wanted to go back I could go back mm-hmm. um people who have worked there they still they follow me now yeah they say I'm proud of you but there's like literally no no bad blood mm-hmm. um but of course you know the starting journey to the business it was not we're excited because really, I think a lot of people are excited when it's time to leave their job. Cause yeah. Like, I'm getting away. Right. Yeah, but since you didn't start a plane. Um, <laughs> so. Let's be real about let's it. Let's be real. Yeah. Like, I didn't have this legit business plan in place. Mm-hmm. And I started my business with $35. On March 19th, it is going to be our very first Saturday school. And I'm teaching how I make thousands off of a product that I don't own by wholesaling mobile homes. Work smarter and not harder. Because if you can learn from my mistakes, you are expediting your process. Make sure you meet us in the class on March 19th. There are only 20 seats available. Get in the class. Get in the class. 35. Can we just pause? Because (laughs) like literally nobody has no excuse, especially money as to why you are not starting your business. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, no excuse. Yeah, no investors, no loans, no... Just passion. And determination. And obedience. Right. That's that's all it was. So, and if you follow my journey, like, a lot of people are like, we just don't know what you're going to do next. And I'm like, God literally directs my path. Yeah. So, I meet with a lot of people, and they're coming to me with trying to get advice because, well, you're doing this. And I'm like, that's not... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's happening, but that's... There's no grand story of just do this and that's going to happen. Right. It's just, that's just how things flowed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So, so much. <laughs> it's like, where do I even start? Because it's so deep, but I love it. So, the first thing, one, I feel like throughout that journey, you were being prepared. Mm-hmm. Because one thing you said, like, oh, I didn't even know I was going to have employees. Mm-hmm. But you were stepping outside of your comfort zone addressing certain things because like you said you wasn't a manager who am I to talk to so-and-so or tell so-and-so something but I feel like God was using you to build up your voice build up your authority build Mm -hmm. up your power because you are building something of your own yeah so can you talk a little bit about the importance of trusting yourself or even building that relationship with God so Mm -hmm. that you are guided Okay, um, I know a lot of people speak about isolation like like it's a bad thing Mm -hmm. for me it was the key yeah um so for me for me to hear clearly i had to isolate like my day-to-day phase like i'm not that person who's like i don't need friends i do need friends (laughs) um but once i started this journey to entrepreneurship i was not as i was not a part of everything you did not see me at every um engagement you did not hear me talking in every group chat every day because my mind was so focused on where i needed to go Um, and just being attentive to how I was being led. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So for me, that one-on-one time and just being honest with myself. Now, it was hard. Yeah. Um, of course, I battle like anxiety and sometimes you deal with depression. Sometimes your people closest to you don't understand what in the world you are doing. Uh, because honestly, your transitions come at the most inconvenient Talk times. about it. Talk about um, it. So like when you were talking about my parents earlier, like how supportive of, of me have they been when it came to these crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the way my life has shifted and I will call home and be like, hey, I'm about to do this. It's never been, are you crazy? <laughs> it's been, okay, you talk to God? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. We're going to see how this play out. Yes, but it's never been anything that hindered me. Yeah. Um, of course, some things I don't share until I'm about to do it. Or I'll tell you like the week of, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm about to move out or I'm about to. And you're like, girl, what? But I just had to go. Yeah. Um, and if I would have ever waited on things to be perfect, I would have still been making candles out of a kitchen. Mm-hmm. I would have still been working by myself. Yeah. And I would have still been halfway killing myself Yeah. to just make the minimum, minimum uh, ends meet. Yeah. And perfect does not even exist. It doesn't. Like, a lot of us, we do not. And I'm about to say us because I don't do this. But, like, I have done it before. Like, I'm so concerned with how I show up that I don't even show up at all. Mm. And oh, I, I get that. Like, the perfection, per- perfectionist a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. trying to be perfect, Patty. When yeah. it's like, sis, no, it's all a part of your journey. You're going to learn. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to, you know. And people love you be, you being your authentic Absolutely. self. Yeah. Um, I, well, I used this for an example. Can I say this? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> in the last say like in the last six months well I, I told you I'm from the country so mm-hmm. if I get to relax you can hear it's like girl where you from um <laughs> it starts like to seep out starts seeping out um and like one of the things I used to be hesitant about was like my speech mm-hmm. like okay if you're a businesswoman you have to be more cautious of like how you present yourself yeah and, um of course yeah you want to be cautious of it but you still want to be who you are absolutely and um last october i was asked to teach a workshop mm-hmm. like it's all involved with candles but at this super high-end place and i've taught several workshops but yeah when i looked up the place i was like mm, okay yeah um and when i got there it was so it was so beautiful to the point you didn't i didn't know where i was at it was like wow. a bunch of penthouses i was in there like with my phone <laughs> Taking pictures, like showing, texting my fiance. Um, do you see this? Um, but when I got there, I remember I was in the car and I prayed. I was like, "Okay, Lord, are we doing the same thing? Or am I changing?" He's like, "Be you, be you." you." And we had a blast. I was the only African American in that room. Wow. I was the youngest. I know I was the youngest because these are like people who have businesses and millionaires, and Mm -hmm. you know they are very well off. And I taught the class the same way I would teach any class. Right. And they were so relaxed. Yeah. And from just that one encounter with that um, company, they have reached out to me probably five, six times. Wow. It's just February. Mm-hmm. I mean, concerning big stuff. Yeah. And they, like, their residents was like, you brought community to our place because most of our teachers, they're very, like, you know, uptight. <laughs> yeah. They don't really get relaxing. Like, these people, they think they know me. Like, when I go there, it's like, hey, Ebony, or... It's the personality. Yeah, and it's like, oh, shoot. You know, but be you. Yeah. Like, this is like the first time I've partnered with corporate by Mm -hmm. just being me. Yeah. 
And it's so much power and freedom in that. Yeah. Because I feel like when people are trying to put up a front, like, the acting doesn't last Mm-mm. but for so long. Like, You're take off the mask and just be yourself and mm-hmm. watch how many doors open. Yeah. And I always give the example, like, we love Cardi B. We love City Girls. Mm-hmm. We love, like, all of these people who are their authentic selves. Like, right. They don't allow people to put them in a box. Exactly. And I feel like that should be the same way across the board, even in your business. Like, you don't mm-hmm. have to fake the funk. And the right opportunities will come. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So now, you started this massage therapy business with $35. Mm-hmm. Well, the candle business. Okay, you started the candle business with $35. Yes. Okay, so what kind of made you pivot from massage therapy to candles? Okay, so I was a massage therapist. When I left my job, I left my job to, well, my neck injury, like I said, it um, it made me kind of slow down how many massages I was doing. I was not able to do five to six massages. Even to this day, I can only do four people a day gotcha. or I'm in pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so the goal of me leaving my job was to focus solely on my candle business. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be it. I wasn't even supposed to be doing this anymore. Hold up. This, so you, so while you were at the resort, mm-hmm. you had already started the candle business or you started it after? I started researching researching okay mm-hmm. so did you start the candle business and the massage therapy business simultaneously um i started the candle business with a little bit of candles and the individuals who knew me was like so you still gonna do massages right <laughs> um and somebody i worked with at the resort just happened to have an empty room in their facility and she's mm-hmm. like well you can pay me to rent out a room if you just you know using the room one day out of the week I was like, gotcha. okay, that's cool. So if somebody wants a massage, I got a space. You're not coming to my house mm-hmm. or my parents' house. Um, so I have a space for you. But it was just supposed to be, I just take two clients a few days or, you know, mm-hmm. nothing vigorous. It was literally supposed to be actual, like, side hustle. Right. Um, the candles were supposed to be the gist. Gotcha. Um, okay, it's looking out. Yeah, but the massage business grew mm. uh, way, beyond, way beyond what I intended for it to do right um so the massages actually brought more people to under knowing about the candle business and then now the candle business takes care of itself absolutely yeah so i'm able to go back to the vision and Mm -hmm. chill out from massages and focus on the candle business but they all had to everything had to flow like that for a reason yeah yeah so your inspiration behind the candles because that was supposed to be like the baby the initial baby Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be um, if I'm unable to uh, provide self-care to individuals hands-on due to my physical ability, I still wanted to do it in a product. Yeah. So I know like when people light candles, it calms them down. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, typically we don't light candles until after we clean the house. Yeah. Or we light candles when we're set in the mood or we light candles to calm down. It's mm-hmm. like the intention of lighting a candle is to de-stress in some capacity. Yeah, like a... Yes, I'm like, who doesn't love who doesn't love candles? So yeah. I did like over a year of research mm-hmm. of knowing how to do it, which is why my candles are named after the fruits of the spirit, like love and joy. So when you read it, it should somehow um, calm you down mentally. Mm-hmm. So it was supposed to be. I still want to get the same message out out there, mm-hmm. um, but physically, everybody's not going to come and get a massage. I'm not going to be able to reach the entire world. Yeah, um, but products can. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So thinking about your vision in a bigger scale. Yeah. So you started, so did you start, or just talk to me about the start of your candle business. Like, did you start this in your home? After the research, did you order sample candles? Like, how did this happen? I spent so much money. Um, (laughs) 
I um I did the you know what everybody does you go on Google first and right. then you study YouTube uh, I call it YouTube University absolutely and then after you hit a brick wall it's like okay I need to go deeper yeah um so after that of course I got like a candle making kit I probably ordered it had to be like forty something samples wow. of scents and it's because I wanted to t- learn scents like mm-hmm. if I smell something I want to be able to say that's this 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 this. Yeah. Um. So I every store I would walk in, I would go to the candle section. Mm-hmm. I wanted to memorize scents. I wanted to see what type of candles do I like. I learned that I like soy candles. I love natural candles because they're not as strong. They're not overpowering. Um. I would buy candles and just burn them to test them. Yeah. And kind of see how what I wanted my candle line to be. Um. It was a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. Making candles are not easy. Um. Which is why I do the candle workshops and the mentor sessions now. But mm-hmm. it's not easy um i my dad flew me all the way to pittsburgh oh my god um to go to a fragrance company he was so aggravated with me that day i love the support um, though yeah support just and like, the belief in the vision yeah it's just like we you still here and i'm just <laughs> smelling the same thing oh can you run that back okay i think okay let me take a break just um but i've done some extensive like i always tell people you know how i feel like i say god has made females the way he has for a reason he has made males the way he has for a reason absolutely so as females i said god i feel like god has made us like natural born detectives yeah the intuit oh yes i said <laughs> we, you know we don't always use it for the right things but right. if we want to find out something it doesn't take much mm-hmm. to put the pieces together and it's like oh yeah girl um, like, what you trying to figure out? <laughs> oh, yeah, I do this. Or whether we're making fake pages. We we are we are very quick. Not the fake pages, I'm, though. Just being real. Just being real. We were very quick to find out information. So yeah. I implemented that in my candle research. Talk and about it. I went to uh, visit, like, large facilities and portrayed myself as just a customer who just wanted a tour. Meanwhile, I'm looking at the boxes like, okay, what's that? What's that? And then I'm going home to look up like what is what is this? Yeah. Okay, so I need that. Okay, so I need this. So I I just went above and beyond mm-hmm. to get all the research I could. And I asked like my Caucasian friends, I asked my black friends, because the name of my collection had a Z at the end and it was like, Well, based on your target, that may not sit right. I was just asking people of all backgrounds because I really wanted to nitpick who I was catering to. Absolutely. Especially working at a resort. So like Working in such a high-end place, I still wanted to fit within that. Mm-hmm. So I started my business with, I hear a lot of people get mad because their family or friends don't buy their stuff or support them. But yeah. I was like, that wasn't my target. But in the beginning, I understood that. So I never expected support, for an example, from Georgetown. Absolutely. Was like, they're not my target. Right. I'm from Georgetown, but most of my business was catered to Charleston. Mm-hmm. So if I needed to make candles in the kitchen in Georgetown and drive my butt to Charleston to sell That's them, what you had to do. What do you think I was doing during quarantine? Yeah. Out my trunk. Yeah. So much that I want to unpack for that. <laughs> for one, I want y'all to get into the mindset of the same thing that I do in my day-to-day life, mm-hmm. the same research, energy, effort that I put into a man, my friends, yeah. social media, all of this stuff. Take those same things that same drive, that same work ethic, and apply it to your, to your business. business. Period. Yeah. Like, I'm just amazed at your research phase. Because <laughs> I'm the type of person, like, I do a whole lot of research. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be on Google all day. Like, how you say you on the candle aisle and stuff, girl, I'm always on planners and journals. I'll just 
looking and like feeling and doing exactly. the research and a lot of people want to skip that step no then another thing you touched on i want y'all to leave y'all family members alone <laughs> stop harassing them people why are you in support me why are you didn't come to my like no like it would be nice for them to like mm-hmm. share comment all of that stuff but they're not obligated to do that like right something key that you said was you knew that who you were targeting exactly you did the research and you have to try your best to get in front of those people mm-hmm. not your family and friends yeah and Leave be them okay alone. with connecting with strangers. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I talk to a lot of people who say, like, they are afraid to network. And I understand. Networking can be intimidated, depending on the setting. So, yes, if you're going to an event and just a bunch of people walking around talking, you don't know a soul in there. It's weird to just walk up and say, hi. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, it's very rehearsed. Yeah. Um, but at some point, you're going to have to connect with strangers because mm-hmm. the growth of where you're going like, people are not kidding when they say it's based on relationships. Absolutely. And Instagram has made it so easy. Yes. Like, I am the sliding your DM queen. And I probably say this <laughs> on every episode because it's real. Mm-hmm. Like, even me and you, even though we have a mutual connection, I still slid in your DM. Yeah. So, it's like, y'all, it's not hard. Get out your own way. Thank you. Get out your own way. So, in what year did you start your business? Uh, 2019. We actually just yeah. turned three on February the 7th. Yes. <laughs> So now tell me a little bit about the challenges that you experienced or did everything that your hand touched just turn to mm-hmm. gold? You said, mm-mm. Talk to me about some of the challenges. Okay, I'm very transparent. So if you follow me on any platform, you will see that there are days where I get on live with no makeup on. Like, mm-hmm. hey, um, it's been one of those days. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like one of the biggest challenges um, is that I went through two fires Oh, yeah, I did see that on IG. Yeah, two fires. So even though my business is only three, we literally had to start over twice. Mm. Um, and like I said on, said on my post, that was with having insurance. Wow. Um, so I think just that not giving up or mm-hmm. like I know that this is what I'm called to do. I understand this is my vision. This is not a hustle. Like this is so much more than me just getting sales. This is like. A lifeline is a part of my ministry. This is how I'm supposed to reach people. So it's not really about you. Mm -hmm. I always tell people, know how to take care of yourself, which is why I promote self-care so heavy because when it's time to serve, it is not about you. Mm -hmm. Um, So like me personally, especially with what I do, I've had to do a ton of, I've gone to therapy, Mm -hmm. um, a a ton of self-evaluation with um, just knowing how to be strong, not strong where I'm, uh, overlooking mm-hmm. what I'm dealing with, um, but strong of knowing how to combat it mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, mentally, and then still be present to create such a space for people to relax or release. Right. Um, and I, I know, especially year of 2020, when they allowed us to open up again, that year was like, like an eye open. I wasn't one of the people who went through so much financial struggles per se when everything opened. I don't know where these people came from. We just popped off. It was like more. I think everybody was more intentional about supporting black-owned businesses. Yeah, and business just took off. But during that time, I literally massaged people who were crying wow. and wailing, and would literally come here to just release. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, um, <laughs> this is a lot. I can't just come to work like, okay, it's just another day, yeah. or coming here because. I'm hangry and I didn't eat breakfast this morning and mm-hmm. you're my first client and I'm like, oh, I can't come here like that. I have to be attentive. This yeah. doesn't mean I'm, I'm a psychiatrist. This doesn't even mean I always have to speak, but I need to be attentive 
to what is needed for that time. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of self-evaluation and personal healing and understanding when a lot of things in my life needed to be cut off. Mm. Um, And understanding that a lot of stuff were seasonal. So even business relationships, seasonal. Even if my friends have a business, I can't necessarily always connect with you just because we cool. Right. Um, so I'm extremely intentional Yeah. with everything because I'm just so cautious mm-hmm. of what I'm called to do. But that can always, that's, I feel like that's probably one of the most hardest parts of what I do on a regular basis. Yeah. And when you experienced those fires, did you feel like just any level of defeat, like any level of discouragement, or were you just like, you know what, it's just a part of the I knew it was a part of the process. Mm -hmm. Um, When I got started with my business, God revealed that to me early on, that um, my story would be so that people could see it, see him. So I don't expect, I I know this is weird, but I don't expect any part of my journey to be normal (laughs) um, because I understand that my platform is created like that for a reason. Yeah. Um, So it's very uh, rare that I'm like, yeah, this is going to go... Just yeah. like this. But, of course, I had my moments. I do a lot of video diaries. Mm-hmm. So, I have videos in my phone where I'm, like, crying. I love that. <laughs> and the fact that you're so transparent because, like, I could just imagine myself going through a fire and all my planners, like, burning up. Like, I would be, you know, just well, tears I, just galore. Well, people laugh at me. I was, like, when it happened, I laughed. And people were like, why did you laugh? And I was like, could you watch movies and you see it on TV? And it's like, okay, that never happens to me. What would I do? And so when it happened, it was like, what are you going to do? And I grabbed my laptop. I was like, my business is here. I can always restore and make things over. But I need, like, the everything that I had saved. Yeah. That's all I cared about in the moment. Mm-hmm. My laptop and my ID. I think that was all I grabbed. <laughs> No candles, baby. Y'all can say we can remake y'all. But, um, we need the foundation. Um, but yeah. But I feel like in that moment, I would have been so like caught up in my mind. I guess it comes with maturity and just a level of faith. Like mm-hmm. the inventory, the money that I put in this, this, that, and the other. Like, how did you basically just go above all of that stuff? I feel like or rise above. For me, money doesn't carry my life. Mm. Um, I do a lot of weird. And I know I keep saying that, but I, my faith is very strong. <laughs> like if I'm stressed out and I say, I need a massage next week and my bank account cannot afford a massage. I'm the person who will still book it and say, I'll have it by the time of um, the service. Cause God knows I need it. Yeah. And it always works out. Mm-hmm. Um, two years ago, uh, it was my birthday and my clients was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I need a self care day cause I'm stressed out. And the way people poured into me that day, mm-hmm. I to me, it's still the best birthday I ever had. It all came from strangers. It was wow. no, I mean, my friends, I love my family, my friends, but he allowed everybody who was connected to me just through business mm-hmm. to send, it was crazy. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Um. So I would just be honest with who you are. Mm-hmm. Like we all have our strengths for me. Faith is a strength for yeah. me. Um, my emotions sometimes can be a weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, but use your strength to combat your yeah. weaknesses, your weakness areas. Yeah. You should be okay. So you built this candle business, mm-hmm. built the massage therapy business as well. Mm-hmm. So were you intentional? I knew you were. So I want to know the story about it. Like, it's not I'm even, she intentional about everything. <laughs> so... How did you, I would say, build the brand visibility? Because there's somebody right here, they're watching, and they have a product, or they have a service, 
and they don't feel like they have enough eyes on their business okay to help it grow so how did you do that i so i did not do that i um i'm going to shout out my social media coordinator shaniqua mccants mm-hmm. she was doing branding for another um young lady who does like conferences and i reached out like we were talking about dm slide slide in those dms y'all y'all better Real slide quick. you got a question slide. the most <laughs> happens is you get left on red but at least you asked right um and i asked i was like your social media is so appealing and i feel like i'm learning so much who does this for you mm-hmm. and she's like i'm one of my homegirls and i was like can you ask homegirl if she's willing to take on another client yeah um because my social media was trash i had talked to social media people and you're like you need to do this this and i'm just like i don't have time to do that yeah and i was just very honest about what my vision was mm-hmm. And for a long time, candles and massages was all on the same platform, but it was still confusing. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't until a year ago that I completely, I think like a year and a half, I completely separated the two, mm-hmm. um, depending on what was, what were you, you know, asking about. And I wasn't as outspoken as I am right now. I was, I created my brand to be, to hide behind it. Really? Yes. Girl, you could have fooled me. Um, my name was, <laughs> no, seriously, because I didn't want to deal with the stress. I, I just didn't want anybody to know who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very in my corner, like, you just know it's Kate Haley. You don't need to know I was the owner. I rarely tagged it on. I never posted about my business on my page. Really? Mm-mm. Wow. So it was supposed to be something that was built, and I'd just be the little back, the person behind the... Um, but after a year of her working on my social media, she said, I asked her one day to do a post for me. Mm-hmm. And she said, no. Wait a minute, I'm paying you. What you mean? <laughs> no. Um, and she said, she said, your audience needs to see your skin. Yeah. And I was like, my skin? She was like, yes. She said, so what you just asked me to do? She said, do a video and tell the people about the sale. Um, okay. I was like, I don't show my face. Did you do it? Yeah, so I was like, all right. So I don't remember what I was looking at, but I picked my phone, and um, I was working in Somerville. My business was in Somerville at the time, and I mm-hmm. posted the phone on my uh, glass, and yeah. I was like, hi, guys. Um, I have some candles. We need to sell sell them, and I was like, this no, candle. No, we need to sell them. Yeah, I, was, I needed to sell them. I was like, this one smells like da-da-da-da-da. Went to the next one. This one smells like. Mm-hmm. Now that like, we have about this many left, and the sale is not going to last long, so buy them up. Mm-hmm. I sold out of every can, all the candles Wow. before the day was over. It was like before six. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. And she was like, told you. So after that, I was like, all right, you were just, you were yourself. And I think she was really the person who pushed me Mm -hmm. to be myself. And I also learned that after being a part of me, and specifically for small businesses, they were like, it's very hard to grow a small business without you showcasing who you are. Yeah. Because people are more keen to follow you or support you, not necessarily with sales, but to be more supportive of what it is that you're doing, Mm -hmm. unless they know you. Yeah. Um. Or at least feel like they know you based on what you are showcasing and sharing. Um, So it was still very uncomfortable because I'm very private. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want y'all in my business. (laughs) I don't want you to know who I am. I don't want to go to Walmart and it's like, hey, Ebony, I didn't come here to talk. Um, But after she pushed me, Mm -hmm. so I would do it a little bit more like, hey, I'm back again. again. (laughs) We have a new collection and this is what it is. And kid you not. 
it's like once I did that, and I don't do it as frequent as I should. She still takes care of my social media, mm-hmm. um, but just with me following up with her and her understanding my vision's voice, she is the one who knows how to convey that to the public. Yeah. And some days it may just be an inspiring word. Mm-hmm. Some days it may just be a candle picture. Yeah. Some days it just may be me being transparent because I felt like somebody needed to hear something that day. Yeah, I love that so much, and I believe that is so true. Like. People want to like, know, and trust who the person is behind the business. Right. And honestly, I'm the type of person, maybe it's because I love business so much and I love people. Mm-hmm. When I discover a business, the first thing I'm researching is like, who's, who's the, founder? the founder? Who's the creator? <laughs> like, I want to know more about your story and how right. you built this. And I feel like the people who support us and the people that buy from us, they want, you know, the same thing as well. Yeah, and they do know it, but it makes you feel more comfortable because, like, oh, people are understanding. Yeah, well, they're understanding the vision, um, and it's not it's not stressful at all. Yeah, and they, I feel like people are quicker to support you when they understand why you're doing what you're doing because exactly. there are a million people selling candles, mm-hmm. but what makes your candles speak so out different? Like, or right. why should I reach out to Escape Haven when I know? all these other people that's doing the same thing. And once I did that, I literally became like a plug for so many other candle businesses or people who were thinking about the business. Mm Because so much has formed with like the workshops and the mentor sessions. Mm -hmm. But it's like, if you would have just stayed hidden, nobody would have seen that. Yeah. So now I'm like, y'all better be yourself because... Right. And your impact is larger because it's Mm -hmm. not just about, you know, just selling the candles. But now, like you said, you're the plug. You're putting other people on and just mm-hmm. growing from there. And just a story alone. Yeah. It really gives people... There's a, I learned, which kind of made me sad, but I learned that there were a lot of people who were watching me who were hesitant and moving forward because they assumed mm-hmm. that it was this this uh, so drastic walk or mm-hmm. it was something that I just knew that they didn't know. And I was yeah. like, no. No. So, like, this year, I was like, okay, I'm just going to be a little bit more intentional about being transparent. So, like, I'm so glad that you asked me to do this. Yeah. Because that was one of my goals this year, like, speaking up more about the BTS. Yeah. Or things people don't really know that we deal with. Mm-hmm. So, when you get done watching it, it's like, oh, okay. So, yeah. I can do this. So, I don't need everything to be perfect to right. move forward. I feel like, in a way, though, we can look at successful entrepreneurs and kind of, like, look at them as, like, superhuman. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I really want y'all to literally, like, just, I, I don't even know the words, but, like, people are people. Yeah, chill out. Yeah, relax. 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 Like, I, I don't know why we put people on a pedestal. That's the better word. Like, mm-hmm. put people on a pedestal. Um, But they had to start from somewhere. And this is why I love Think Like a Mogul because it helps Young adults see, like, you may not be where you are right now, but you have to start from somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you so much for this, y'all. My soul is just, like, (laughs) I just feel so warm and fuzzy right now. (laughs) So now we're about to head into our soul food section. Oh, I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. (laughs) So everybody watching, y'all know I'm from King Street, South Carolina. Super country. I come from a family that can cook really good. Soul food is my thing, okay? So, what is your favorite soul food dish? Oh, I gotta choose. Yeah. One. Um, I'm just gonna say turkey leg, because I had that this week with the gravy and rice. (laughs) Yeah, that hits every time. So now, tell me a crock pot story. I feel like we live in a time right now where it's very microwavable. People want things instantly. So uh-huh. tell me about something in your life or in your business where it has to slow cook. Oh, okay. I got a good one for you. <laughs> um, 
as determined as I am, mm-hmm. um, I feel like I can do anything I want to do. And if I set my mind to it, yeah. Um, I had a desire to have my house um, or a home since before I left my job, so like 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, I had the funds. I just needed to work at my job another year. Okay, great. Awesome, we were making money. I just, one more year. And then I got hurt. Yeah. And then all the money that I saved for my house had to go to just my bills because I was hurt. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. Then my parents were like, well, you could just move in with us for like six months to save the money to get your home. So it's like saving makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I move home for six months. I was home for two, three, three years. Wow. I believe it was about three years. Mm-hmm. And then God told me that I could not work towards my home anymore and I just needed to focus on my business. Him knowing that that was like the biggest desire of my heart. You're going to tell me that I cannot work towards something that I really need. Yeah. And I have to commute from Georgetown to Charleston every day. Yeah. Because my business is based in Charleston and be exhausted. Huh? <laughs> No, seriously, I was, like, aggravated, yeah. angry, and I would be complaining every day. And my mom was like, until you stop complaining, it's not going to work out. Um, <laughs> Thank God for the mama that I always keep it real. Just <laughs> you just keep complaining. But it was a lot. Yeah. Um, I would make candles and have to carry all of them and put them in my truck mm-hmm. and then bring them all. Um, so, long story short, getting a house as an entrepreneur is very hard. Mm-hmm. Because you you are not providing a corporation stability. You are saying I can maintain all of this and yeah. I run a corporation. Right. Um, so March of this year, oh sorry, it's New Year. March of 2021, God gave me the okay to finally start back. Okay, at this point it's been four years. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. But okay, we're gonna start back. There was no drastic savings or anything I had. It was just go ahead and start. And um I started in August 25th. I closed on the the same house that I fell in love with four years ago. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. The same exact, in the same exact neighborhood, wow. on the same road, four years ago that when they told me no, and I got the keys to my house as an entrepreneur. Wow. With no other income. What is for you will not pass you. So that was my crockpot um, <laughs> testimony. It was like, <laughs> when you get your house, you're still gonna be, uh-uh, my house is the best thing. I'll go there. I'll take my work home any chance I get because I'm so happy to just have a place of stability. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's my crockpot. I love that. I know you didn't so call it testimony, but that's that's a part of my. Testimony. No, girl, we need it. I love that. <laughs> so next question, mm-hmm. the itis. So you know, once you eat some real good food, you just tired. You want to lay on that chair. Uh huh. Tell me something that you're tired of seeing. Maybe it's on social media. Maybe it's what people talk about in regards to their business, their money. What are you tired of seeing? I'm tired of seeing business owners make statuses on a weekly basis of why they are changing their prices <laughs> or why their prices are what they are and telling us we don't understand what all goes <laughs> in the tulip every single week. Talk about <laughs> Instead of just targeting their target audience. Mm. Mm. That is my major... You see how my veins are, like, popping? <laughs> that is, like, the... That is, like, my major pet peeve. So, if you are a colleague of mine and you tried it, you know I've sent you a message, like, you need to stop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and let me give y'all some game really quickly. Because in the beginning, I struggled with 
target audience because I feel like that word is a little misleading because mm-hmm. we think of audience and we think of like a group of people. Uh-huh. A target audience is really like an avatar, a person. Who are yes. you strategic, strategically speaking, speaking to? Exactly. Yes. So the content that you create, how you market, your products, all of this should speak to who it is that you're targeting. Yes. So literally come up with an avatar, a name, an age, where they live, what they like to do, what kind mm-hmm. of li- music they listen to. Like just all of that stuff is going to help you with your messaging, help you with promoting and marketing your brand. Dang, that's it. Yeah. And I'll be honest to say, I didn't really find my target. I didn't find my target. right. I knew who they were, but I didn't know how to get to them. Mm, that's right another away. thing. I didn't know how to do it. So how did you get to your your people? Because I feel like that's another thing. Even I have struggled with that. I'm still experimenting. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we reach the people that we, you know, want to find? I got the closest thing next to them. Um, so <laughs> um, I realized as a business owner that it was easy for me to connect with other business owners. And other business owners are not going to argue with me about stuff that only business owners understand. So... Um, I talked to my coach. She was like, okay, so now you have another target. So mm-hmm. that's like business owners have become like my target A audience. My mm-hmm. other target is still target B, but business owners are my target A. Yeah. So those are the people I went after. And I actually prayed that, uh, at least for massages, I asked God, I wanted a clientele of influence. Because mm. I personally don't feel like all this... I, I know how to do sales because I've worked in retail. It's great. Yeah. However, I don't feel like that all the time. So mm-hmm. I ask God for clients of influence. Mm-hmm. I want people who, like, if you come to me, I know you're going to go tell 15 people, and I know yeah. that they're going to be of your same caliber. Right. So it's not like I'm going to have to deal with foolishness. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I started targeting. Yeah. When you start targeting business owners, business owners understand the game. They started targeting more people and then more people. So my target went from... I didn't even know the type of people I was massaging until two months later. You see them running for Senate or... <laughs> no, seriously, you... I'm like, oh, gosh, I didn't know that. Right. Um, But I treat everybody the same. It's just be intentional about... I, you ne- you'll never catch me arguing about prices or you'll never catch yeah. me... I don't even do certain pop-ups. Mm. People feel like... Because it's not aligned. It's not. And it's yeah. like, well, I got to support you because I know you. You got a totally different target. Your target audience may complain that my... Candle is $22. Right. I'm not going to attend. I will send a donation, mm-hmm. but it's a waste of my time. Absolutely. Y'all, this is the fast round, so I'm not going to dig deeper into that, but I got to say <laughs> oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. Because sometimes, no, 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 it's good. I love it. I started it. <laughs> um, Sometimes, and I have done this myself, so I'm speaking from a, a past experience. Like, in the beginning, we're so hungry for eyes. And we just take Anything. We just take anything. We're all over the mm-hmm. place instead of using our time to be intentional with what it is that we need to be focusing on. Thank you. So take my advice and take hers, please, and really create that one person who you want to target. And like she say, get to the closest thing next to it. Because it's not about quantity, baby. Right, right. Do y'all need to read some books? <laughs> if you're not read books on millionaires, read books on these very successful people. They are not servicing hundreds of clients. Mm-hmm. They may be servicing five clients, but because it's quality clients, everything is set in stone, and they yeah. are so stress free. And because your products are quality, it keeps people exactly. coming back to back to back. Exactly. Okay, so next question. So we talked about crop box. So we talked about the itis. Can you give me your go to? So you know that one meal, it never disappoints no matter what. So what is your go-to? What keeps you filled up, motivated, inspired to 
you know, build this amazing business? That's a hard question. That's actually, dang, you got me quiet for a change. <laughs> um, what is my go-to? You need this no matter what. It never disappoints. Time with God. Mm. I hate to be deep, y'all, but that's the only thing that keeps me from he is saying, the source. I am not going to give up today. Yeah. Um, that's it. If I don't make time for that, y'all will see me just falling off, falling all apart. And yeah. That, that's it. Yeah. And I don't think, like, the way you said it is just like, I just feel like more people need to prioritize that. Mm-hmm. Like, even even with me, like, there was a time in my life where I would, as soon as I wake up, I'm going to Instagram. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going through something, Instagram is not going to get At me all. out of what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. So I just started off with reading a devotional or reading one yeah. chapter a day. Like, literally, time with God, it's I sex. wake up in the morning and I feel like that girl because yeah. of what I'm reading, what he is pouring into me. So and your days are just so much... That doesn't mean it's not going to be aggravating, but, like, everything just goes over your head because you're just in this sacred place with him. And, like, nothing else matters. Worryless. I'm trying to get yeah. to worry-free. Yeah. But right now, Baby just being steps. transparent, yeah, I'm, like, at a worry-less. Baby steps. But then every time he comes through, he's just like, Then why would I even? <laughs> and you know that's how he talked to us, right? Like, look, look at that. Look at that one. <laughs> just, just a going fool. Don't even know what's waiting on the other side of the door. Exactly. Just, baby, just walk. Like, just go. Like, that's how God talks to us. So we just need to get out of our minds sometimes mm-hmm. and just wheel it in. Yeah. And whatever that is, if that means you need to take a day off, I have had days like that where mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm taking off the weekends because I can't perform. I right. just, and I would just get quiet. Yeah. Like, okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. So the last and final question. Mm, that's good. <laughs> So, you know, when you bite into, like you said earlier, those turkey wings, you're like, mm, this is good. Close us out with some words of wisdom to anybody, or I would say an aspiring entrepreneur, even a new mm-hmm. entrepreneur, just some words of wisdom that you just want to leave them with on this episode. Um, this is a statement I always say and I always advertise. You can never become a great leader until you are great at being a student. Mm. And you forever be a student. If you yeah. ever... Tell yourself you are no longer a student. Do not expect to grow past where you are. Absolutely. I yeah. love it. We couldn't end it no better than that. <laughs> Y'all, thank you so much for tuning back into the Responsible Homegirl podcast. Like I always tell y'all, we do not level up alone. So mm-hmm. share this episode with your homegirls, your homeboys, all the people. Yes. Um, I'm going to make sure and I'll put all of your stuff like in our description box so that they can follow you, connect with you. Okay. Um, and yeah, y'all always remember with exposure, execution, and consistency, there is absolutely nothing you can't do. See y'all next time. (laughs) Thank y'all again so much for tuning in to the Responsible Homegirl podcast. If you are listening on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe to the channel. Comment what stuck out to you today. What are you going to take away? Do you have any questions? Anything that comes to mind? Comment it below because I want to be more engaged and I want to interact with you. So that can help me and it can also help you. Number two, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate us. I mean, I believe we are a five-star podcast and I believe that other people need to know that as well. Give us a rating, please. Um, Give us a review. 
And what I want to start doing is actually reading reviews so that I can just create a more engaged community. So as y'all help me out, I'll be shouting y'all out. I'm so, 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 so grateful for each and every one of you that keeps tuning in, not one time a week, but two times a week. That's big. That is big, big, big. I love y'all so much. See y'all soon.